Hola, hola, chulas. Hi there. We are experts in intuitive eating for on-again, off-again chronic dieters, and we are here to help you take the guilt and stress out of eating so you can become the first in your family to break the diet cycle, just like we are in our families. We want you to be who you are without food guilt. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, No More Guilt for Melissa and Your Latina Nutritionist for Delina. Are you ready? Let's break the diet cycle. Okay, okay, okay. We're back to talk about body image. What'd you think of that? Um, you got a great voice. Thank you. Yeah, I like it. Maybe you should go into some like stand-up comedy and um, oh, some oh, we should do some YouTube eventually. Okay, you can do you can do all this your shenanigans. This is escalating. It you is know, escalating quickly. It's funny. But I think big. As I was singing, your face did not look complimentary. It looked. Oh, I'm sorry. I was really. <laughs> Okay, I was focus. trying to figure out what you were doing, honestly. <laughs> I was like, what's happening here? Am okay. I supposed to sing soon? I don't know. <laughs> so we are here to talk body image, as I so lovely sang for you a moment ago. And, you know, gosh, this is something that I think so many clients want to avoid, like the plague, mm. because yeah. it is a complex topic. I've had clients come to me and say, I've done therapy, I've worked on all these different parts of me, and I just never touched the body image thing. Um, and so we're going to talk about how this is not such a scary topic after all, um, how you can move through it, how to think about body image in a little bit more nuanced way, not just, I love myself or I hate mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. um, and we're just hoping this helps you wrap your head around some of that stuff, especially if you are practicing intuitive eating already. Usually this is the roadblock for really breaking through. So I'm excited to talk about yeah. this today. How are you feeling Me too? I'm feeling great. I think that this is a great topic um, because I feel like we all struggle with it one way or another. Um, and it's something that's kind of like shoved under the carpet or the rug a lot. Um, mm -hmm. It's people, almost like taboo yeah. to not like your body right yeah. now, which is weird. Yeah. yeah. It's like you don't have to love it every day. Um, you just have to respect it. And I think it's something that me and you talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. Um and I love following Body Image with Brie because she talks about that a lot. Yes, go follow I her. I love people. her stuff. Oh, I love it. And she's taught us a lot. We're going to talk about yeah, a couple concepts we learned yes. at the conference um, before. So before we dive in, I did want to kind of clarify these two concepts um, of self-esteem and self-confidence because I think a lot of times we muddy the two things as one thing. Um, so self-esteem is your general opinion of your worth as a person, right? So your value, your sense of purpose, your sense of self are gonna tie into your self-esteem. And what we find is that because of the beliefs we have about what it means to have a certain shape or a certain size or a certain weight, we can see self-esteem and weight get really tied together. Mm -hmm. So for example, I have clients who tell me, well, my self-esteem is better whenever I was a size six. And now that I'm mm -hmm. a size X, I don't have that same self-esteem anymore. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think weight loss programs position themselves as a yes. solution. Like, oh, you don't like your body. You want more self-esteem. Buy my weight loss service. Then you will have self-esteem, which yes. would be fabulous if weight loss worked. Like if exactly. weight loss worked and it, it could stay off forever and ever, and all of us had the same exact bodies and body diversity wasn't a thing, which it is. <laughs> what a great thing, right? But the problem is that you know, we can't all have the same body size because of genetics and body diversity. Mm -hmm. Weight loss does not work long-term. And so what happens is it's millions of women across the country are tying their self-esteem 
to a certain size or look. And when mm-hmm. they lose that, there goes the self-esteem with it. So oof, that's, that's heavy. And it's a lot. That is really important. So that's the definition of self-esteem. Did everyone understand that? Hold on to it because we're moving the train forward to <laughs> self-confidence. Yes. Self-confidence is different. This is a belief that you can do something well and it comes from practicing skills or learning a mindset or, you know, really feeling like, you know, I don't really know how to, like right now, we had a lot of self-confidence to make a freaking podcast. We had no idea (laughs) what we were doing. (laughs) To be honest, we still do not know what we are doing, but you know what? Me and Delina had the confidence we could figure it out together. So (laughs) that is a confidence thing. Now here's something interesting. And you tell me if this is the same. My clients are effing amazing. Like when I hear about their lives, what they can do, they're, mm-hmm. you know, most of them are raising kiddos. They're working full-time jobs. They have master's degrees. They are, you know, involved in their communities. They take care of their parents. Mm-hmm. The list goes on and on. They're highly competent women. They have mm-hmm. a ton of self-confidence. They're kind of like mm-hmm. people like us. Like if I could do that, I bet I could mm-hmm. do it. They have that, but the self-esteem, not there. Perfect example, Oprah. Mm. Oprah, she has such self-confidence. She has, you know, so much going Inspires us. And inspires so many women. Did you watch yeah, Oprah she growing struggles. up? Um, I did not because um, we only watched Spanish TV at most. Oh, I wish we lived um, in the same neighborhood. You could have come to my so house. No, we didn't watch Oprah. I watched <laughs> Christina. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Some audience members know. I don't know. I'm going to Somebody's going to know who Christina Saralegui is, okay? Um, she was our Oprah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I saw a quote somewhere about her actually talking about this about how she's just so successful and the one thing that has always held her back is her weight or she feels like has mm-hmm. held her back is her mm-hmm. weight um and that comes from that self-esteem yeah and yeah. her not being confident in her own skin and body again diet culture yeah more than that it's also fat bias because i think <sighs> there, there is and it's important we talk about this because and i know it makes people uncomfortable to talk about this it does, yeah but weight discrimination is very real in this country. 100% real. And another account that I can recommend to all of you is Your Fat Friend, Y-R-F-A-T Friend. <laughs> it's not the full word, your. Great account. Um, great account. She writes beautiful essays and she talks about how even within the fat community or people who are in bigger mm-hmm. bodies, you get different treatment based on the where body. you are. If you're small yeah. or mid or you, you know, they're larger fat people that go up yeah. the range and the bigger you are, the worse you get treated. Yeah. And that is a hundred percent true. And so I want to also acknowledge that some of the self-esteem issues come from the fact that people are treated differently and whether or not you're listening to this and you are in a bigger body, you can help that. You can contribute yeah. to creating a world where that's not true by standing up, by advocating, by challenging thoughts you have about people who are bigger than you. Mm -hmm. Um, So just acknowledge some of this self-esteem stuff comes from the way we treat bigger people. Yeah. Yeah. And we we can change that. Yeah. And I think it's important to also point out when it comes to fat phobia, we also need to see, like, think about plus size models, right? Mm -hmm. They're what you would consider uh, a more normal body, but they're they're being called quote normal. Yeah. but they're considered plus size. Um, and so I think that that's, that just holds true to the fact that in, in these spectrums of what, you know, um, p- 
people think other people should look like, there's always going to be some sort of like, well, if you're going to be some size, maybe you should be this size. You know what I mean? Like even in, and and that's why I love that account because she talks about that Yeah, and she brings it to light and it's like, no, 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 no. We're all equal. You know, we all should be treated with respect Mm -hmm. regardless. Right. Um, And, you know, I think that sometimes companies try to make it seem like, oh, we're so fat positive. Look, we have a plus size line, but yet Mm -hmm. there's, so many not as inclusive as it needs to be right exactly right um and it's okay to be angry with that because Mm -hmm. we're angry about it right and we we speak we speak out about it but I know it's not that easy for others to do so Mm -hmm. um yeah but you know there's people doing really good work and Mm -hmm. we want to highlight those accounts because you know we speak from what we've read what we've learned we don't have that lived experience um but we want to highlight you know accounts that that have that lived experience and mm-hmm. also are great educators yeah. and allies and activists I love that um you know because we're learning how to be podcasters I think this yes. would be great great show notes kind of stuff we can maybe list yeah. some links to accounts we'll figure that out um or you guys can always <laughs> come to our pages dm us and ask us for other accounts that we love we're happy to point you in the direction if we yes. don't represent you and what you want to learn we'll send you to someone who we'll can send you yep we got a, we got a, we got a crew on the interwebs. Yes. So I love that reflection. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, so self-esteem and self-confidence are the two parts. And if you think about these two things, um, intuitive eating actually works with both. So self-confidence is built by learning the different skills. Cause I know a lot of you say, well, I could never, um, I had someone say this yesterday. I could never just have one donut. So I do not buy any donuts. Um, So that is not a problem of self-esteem. That's a problem of self-confidence. And the skills of intuitive eating show you that, yes, you can use mindset skills. You can use interoceptive awareness or body awareness to Mm -hmm. sense your hunger, your fullness. You can use satisfaction skills Mm -hmm. to taste that food in your, your, your tongue. And you can use your wise mind to understand the value of that food to you, whether or not you want to choose it. So that is the self-confidence piece that can build, right? That I know how to operate this. I don't need a manual to operate my body. I know how to use it. I can listen to it. And over time, as you do that, your body image work comes in and grows your self-esteem. So intuitive mm-hmm. eating addresses both self-confidence and self-esteem. And can you tell why we're so obsessed with intuitive eating? <laughs> I put a post up on my page recently and I made this little spectrum. And on one side, it said hate, and then it went as follows. So it said hate, respect, accept, appreciate, love, and more than. And I asked followers to decide which of those words represented how they felt in the current moment about their body. So did they hate it, respect it, accept it, appreciate it, love it, or feel more than their body? And when you saw this, Delina, this spectrum, I know we talk about this a lot, Mm-hmm. A lot of people think about it like I'm a static point. <laughs> like, yeah. like I love my body and I always stay there forever and ever. Yep. Um, you and I talk a lot about, and you and I both know that actually we can move up and down. Up and spectrum. down. Yep. Where are you? Where are you right now? <laughs> Very, like if you had to put yourself on the spectrum in this exact moment. Um, I'm going to go with, I am appreciating my okay. body right now. You appreciate your body. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I am feeling, I think I appreciate it too. Yeah. 
I woke up this morning. I had mm-hmm. some like some belly drama going on. I had a hurting hip, but I was able mm-hmm. to have good coffee and do yoga and feel better. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate yeah. that my body could go through those experiences. <laughs> I woke up, put on a mask and went to the supermarket. So I appreciate that I was able, able to, to, do to do that do with that. my body. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So what we're modeling for you guys is how to be in the appreciation state, but maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you would have taken it down to, I, I hate it state mm-hmm. and say, okay, I noticed that. And that's where some grieving can go come into place, right? That mm-hmm. in that hatred, I can feel angry and sad about that, right? I can move forward through that. And maybe that grieving process does help you to move into the respect state or the accept state or the appreciate mm-hmm. state. And so, you know, many people think that they get to snap their fingers and say, I get that I should like my body. And therefore, understanding that will make me. And that's honestly not how it goes. It is a process. Such a process. And it's a spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Just like you have, you know, it outlined in, in the, the infographic that you made, right? But I think that's important to understand that you can move through it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not static. Mm-hmm. You're not always going to love your body. You're not always going to appreciate your body. There's days that you're going to be like, what the heck, you know? what are you doing body <laughs> you were able to do this the other day now you can't sure. do it today yeah. um and there's days that you respect it but then there's days that you really truly are having a bad day mm-hmm. and it's really how you can get yourself out of that and i think that that's a lot of what i talk about with my clients it's like building that resiliency being aware that it's okay to have these thoughts and feel you know feel these feelings how are you going to snap yourself out of it? Like, what do you have in your toolkit that's going to help mm-hmm. you come out of it um, so that you can move forward in the spectrum yeah. again? Um, and understanding that it's inevitable to kind of go back because, again, life is fluid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, those listening, Delina just gave you an amazing roadmap, and it is notice how you feel and use a skill to move out of it, right? And I think that's, that's it in a nutshell. Like, guys, we're giving away super valuable information here, okay? <laughs> this is the trick. <laughs> All you've gotta do is be able to say, okay, I have a feeling in my body, and that's driven by some idea that I'm having about mm-hmm. myself right now. And if you can first notice it, that's step one. Mm-hmm. Step two is figuring out how you're gonna move yourself out of that feeling into a new one. And so that's really where the work with clients often comes in is we're helping them to stay accountable to that process Mm -hmm. because you have to keep practicing it for it to become natural. And we also help fine tune different body respect skills so they can use the right thing at the right time to get themselves Mm -hmm. where they want to go. But that's it in a nutshell. That's it. Yep, it is. And I think one important thing is, you know, again, in a world where we're all on social media, unfollow accounts that make you feel shitty about yourself you don't have to follow them. It's as simple as going and hit unfollow. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like you don't have to suffer through the nonsense. Right. Um, and it's important to, again, be aware of that. Because mm-hmm. if you're scrolling through as we all are, and you see something that's constantly making you feel shitty, then you need to be self-aware enough, right? To be able to go back and unclick, which is something that happened with one of my clients um, 
earlier this week, she was feeling super down about herself and her body image. And, um, you know, she felt herself spiraling and she was like, you know what? No, it's because I'm following the right. dumb accounts that she had recently started following. And she went back and she was able to be self-aware and kind of catch herself in the thought that, you know, these accounts are making me feel mm-hmm. bad and I'm going to unfollow them. Mm-hmm. And that helped her feel so much better. And she was able to do that because she was able to, again, go through those stages. Beautiful. That's be great. Self-aware. That's awesome. And I think too, when you do that, you make a little space. Mm-hmm. So the first step is, okay, how can I remove these triggers that are making me not feel great? And then maybe on my social media feed, how do I add in things mm-hmm. that challenge me mm-hmm. a little bit? So this is diversifying your feed, getting people of color, people with different sizes on your feed, people who look different from you, have different mm-hmm. lifestyles than you, because it helps your mind to remember that we are all not meant to be one type of yeah. person, that that beauty and Kit yeah. capacity and ability comes in yep. all different shapes and sizes. Yep. yep. Um, that were all valuable. So that's helpful. Yeah. yeah. And again, feet. I think ability is another one that we need to 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 also be aware of. You know, not everybody's able to do what an able-bodied person can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's really important to also point mm-hmm. out. So people so, who inspire you, people who challenge yeah, you, yeah. all with the intention of kicking up some of those old beliefs Mm -hmm. that you've got to look one kind of way to have the self-esteem going back to the top of the episode, right? You've got to learn and grow. Actively challenge this stuff. It's not going to change it. You know, for anyone who saw, what was that movie inside out with the little, with the little cartoon feelings, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I have no children and had no business seeing that movie, but I went ahead and saw it. (laughs) No, you, everyone should watch it. (laughs) Everyone should watch the movie inside out. But the whole premise is like, there's a bedrock of our early experiences that Mm -hmm. like give us our roots and our foundations. And if you are realizing those roots and foundations, in our case, it's diet culture and fat phobia. If those things are not working for us, We've got to take a little tiny hammer and start chiseling away at that little by little by little until we have a garden, an oasis, yeah. something that we can grow out of that's super strong. So um, yeah, a lot of a lot of recommendations for media in this episode. Mm-hmm. Go see Inside Out. <laughs> it's an older movie, but it's really good. I know. I'm not even cool. I'm not even relevant. Oh, God. Anyways, what am I missing on this topic? Because I you know, really wanted to keep this as streamlined as I could today. Cause mm-hmm. I think this is a big one and I, it's helpful to remember one self-esteem and self-confidence are yeah. separate things yeah. um, and that you can address those. So what did, what did you think about yeah. this topic today? So I think on a personal note, since I've been getting personal lately, I think that I have been flowing through this self-confidence and self-esteem um, ever since having children, just because your body does change a lot when you, when you have a child. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, again, being in the Latina culture, it was like, you need to look a certain way. You need to bounce back. You you, your belly should yeah I think so many women yeah so many you know so many but I think that for me in my own family like having my mom say things to me like well I don't know why you got stretch marks I don't have stretch marks my belly is perfect oh that was so hurtful yeah you know and hearing it from other people in my lives like well you know I did this and I didn't get it like what did you do wrong and Mm -hmm. it's like well first of all I did nothing wrong um, it just happened. I, you know, you can't really not 
you know, if you're going to get them, you're going to get them, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Your baby right? grew how he wanted to grow. I, I did, exactly. <laughs> I grew two beautiful babies inside my belly. Um, and so for me, I was so angry mm-hmm. at my body. I was, I felt like it had failed me because everyone around me kept saying, well, that didn't happen to me. That didn't happen to me, you know, and they, it made me feel so shitty. And it took so long for me to kind of like, I was at the end of the spectrum where I hated my body. Um, and it took me so long to appreciate it. Um, and now I feel like I accept it. I appreciate it. And there's days that I look at my belly and I love it. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I grew two beautiful babies in there. Mm-hmm. And then there's days I look at my belly and I'm like, Ugh, no, mm-hmm. it's not, today's not, today's not a good image day, but I'm able to, again, get myself out of it. But it took what? my daughter is going to be six this year. It, it took a while. And it took, again, me following accounts. To, it, it took me looking for other people that had also gone through what I had gone yeah. through. Yeah. And to know that, you know, this is normal. Mm-hmm. You know, many women's bellies look like this. Mm-hmm. And you're, there's nothing wrong with you. You didn't fail. And I think that that's what was in my head the whole time I felt like my body had failed me. And I know that it seems so insignificant. I look back and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why were you feeling that way? But again, sometimes you can't help it. Yeah. Um, but of course, like, I mean, so, given the yeah. comments from your family yeah, and, yeah. you know, it just makes sense to me that that would be where your mind went. And, and, it, and it, I'm sorry, it, it felt like that. You know, I think yeah. for someone, even with your skill set to say, look, yeah. it took three, six years for this to really fully grow. And I still have my days is probably an accurate depiction, you know, that, mm-hmm. that people can probably give themselves some grace if yeah. you aren't there yet, or you have more bad days than good. Eventually yeah. you do have more good days than bad. And yeah. that keeps growing. It does. And I think, you know, again, I'm, I'm coming from a different experience as in like, I don't know what it's like to be you know, in a bigger body and, mm-hmm. and face the discrimination um, and fat phobia that there is. And I know that it's two different stories, but sometimes, you know, we, we all deal with these bad image days um, and you really have to kind of like set yourself up with these skills to be able to kind of like get yourself out, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like having a bad hair day. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, you can have a bad hair day and you, you kind of like can have a good hair day the next day yeah. and it kind of like it's ebb and flow. And with Jen and I both have wildly curly hair. So we, we really, it actually, sometimes it gives me, it's like kind of like body image training when my hair is bananas. I'm like, you know what? I'm still me. I'm, I got to still go out there and do this world do to this day. Um, but yeah. And I think that's such a great analogy, right? When, when, if you have figured out ways when you have like a pimple or, you know, to mm-hmm. get out and still be who you are and live your day and live your purpose, that's probably a good template for how other aspects of your body image may may unfold over time so yeah so I love talking to you Delina and I appreciate just your perspective on this and how we can just talk honestly about this together on these episodes today um yeah I think this was a good one and I would love to hear from people listening either in the reviews by giving us five stars so more people can find us and giving us feedback about how to make these episodes better. As we've shared, we are new podcasters. Um, You can also find Delina and I on Instagram. We offer programs for women who want to break the diet cycle for themselves and for the next generation. To learn more, you can follow me, Melissa, at No More Guilt. 
And me, Delina, at Your Latina Nutritionist. Thank you all for being here. We'll see you on Insta, where Delina and I found each other. Um, we'll catch you then. Thanks for being who you are. Peace, love, and break the diet cycle. Hey, it's me, Melissa. Before we start, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by No More Guilt with Melissa Landry. What you are about to listen to is not a professional coaching or counseling session. Each episode is a one-time conversation meant for educational purposes. Look, we're dietitians, but we're not your dietitian. Remember that podcasts don't constitute treatment. If you have concerns about your dieting behaviors, seek out guidance from a medical or mental health professional. And if you're looking for the process, support, and focus you need to live life without food guilt, apply for a coaching program from today's sponsor, me. I'm currently enrolling clients into one-to-one programs, group programs, and I recently added a do-it-yourself format, the Ex-Dieter's Guide to No More Guilt. Apply for a program at melissalandrynutrition.com. I hope to meet you soon.